I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is Sandeep Bagaria, Chief Executive Officer of Tagit. And we're talking about digital banking and what's going on around the world. Let's start with the simple way. And what are the key trends you're seeing in digital banking at the moment? I think if we think about digital banking, we must take a step back and think about the fact that the industry has really evolved over the last 20 years since the advent of the internet and mobile devices. And the industry has gone through a tremendous amount of change. So when we think about trends, we must really think about where banks are in these different levels of evolution. For me, I divide it into two big buckets. One is for banks that are trying to solve a digital engagement problem. And the second is for banks that are trying to solve a digital transformation problem. And I'll speak to both of this. When we think about digital engagement, it's really about how banks are thinking about using digital channels to basically serve new consumers with their product and services. So they are thinking about the mobile, internet, voice. And when they think about key trends, they think about evolutions in technology for these particular sectors. So for example, it could be chatbots for conversational banking, new technologies like React or Angular for their web. It could be on the backend side where they're thinking of different kinds of databases, uh, serverless architecture or open banking. And it could be on you know, how they're going to migrate to cloud versus being on-prem. So they're trying to think of different technology problems and trends to help them solve their engagement. At the same time, there's a big focus on the customer experience, and they're looking at the latest UI, UX trends to see how they can move more from a transactional set of screens to a more conversational set of screens, which are more seamless and more engaging to their customers. Uh, This is when I think about digital engagement. The second bucket, that of digital transformation, that's more interesting because this is where banks are really thinking about what are they going to be and how is banking going to change in the next 10 to 20 years? If you look at banking, the industry itself is changing with all the newer technologies that are becoming available, as well as the evolution of new fintech players, new banks, and also the changing need of the consumers, right? And when banks are thinking about this, they're thinking about key trends in a few areas. Uh, the first and foremost is just data. If you look at more and more services going digital, there are more and more consumer data sets that are becoming available beyond just the financial and the transactional data sets that banks are used to. And banks are looking at how can they harness all of this data which is available out there to really understand their customers, to form a 360-degree view of their lifestyle, and then offer them relevant services and products that they need, when they need it, and where they need it, right? So they're really thinking about how to use data as a very fundamental tool to offer a differentiated set of services. And at the same time, as more and more data becomes available, there is increasing regulation you know, in terms of data privacy. And then banks also thinking there's an opportunity for them to become custodians of this data Uh, just like they're in the custodians of financial assets for these consumers. So data is becoming very critical. The other is in terms of new business models. Now, if you think with open banking, a lot of banks have started using different service providers to distribute their products and services. But what is also happening is with these new business models, the lines of financial services are blurring in terms of what are the kind of services that a bank would provide to their customers. And banks are also having to evolve along these lines. 
And finally, obviously, technology keeps evolving. You have new technologies like 5G, AI, VR, AR. And these are continuously allowing consumers to consume services in a whole new manner than what they were used to previously and where they consume it. If you think about any large organization today, they're talking about the metaverse. And banks have to think about how they're going to exist in new immersive experiences like the metaverse. So they really have to think about how are they going to be transformed over the next 10 to 20 years. And the combination of big data, new business models, and technology evolution will fundamentally change banking and the way the banks work going forward. Well, what are some of the key challenges that the banks are facing? So I think some of the key challenges that banks have is how do they balance today's needs versus the tomorrow's needs of customers? Now, as banks are looking to change their systems and enhance them, they still have to serve their current customers through branches and the traditional means. And banks have to figure out how do they balance adopting technology for serving their current needs versus the future needs. Now, some of the ways that banks have taken a crack at it is they may have a digital bank and a non-digital bank. So banks have set up separate subsidiaries uh, with the sole purpose of offering new set of services uh, through this digital bank with a totally new and modern architecture while they continue to serve their existing customers through the traditional bank. Actually, an interesting analogy would be with the automotive industry, where if you think about it 10 years from today, everybody expects all vehicles to go electric. But all of the automotive providers today still have to provide cars with internal combustion engines. And they're trying to find a balance that how do we move to this electric generation which is coming while still serving our current customers. And just like the banks are having to compete with neo banks, they are having to compete with pure play electric vehicle providers. So I think that balancing act is extremely critical and it's a big challenge. And the final thing I will say is talent. I think the war on talent has only grown in the post-COVID environment with it becoming more and more difficult to get the right people, not only to run your current bank, but also the future bank. And I think as this talent accelerates and the places that the talent could go to, whether they want to work in the bank, in a fintech, in a new bank, uh, that's going to be the biggest challenge that probably a lot of these institutions face as they go forward. Obviously, the key reason for any organization to implement change is to improve its competitive position. How is digital banking improving the competitiveness of the banks that are embracing it? So I think when we think about competitiveness, and you know, it was uh, interesting that 10 years ago, people thought by going digital, they would improve their competitiveness. And I'll tell you today, if you have a good digital offering, it's just par for the course. God forbid, if you don't have a digital offering, you're not going to be around for very long. So I think having a digital offering is you know, just a very basic thing that every bank needs to have. Now, I think when you think about competition, banks also realizing that the competition is not just from the traditional banks which are going digital, but also from neo banks. And if you think about neo banks, these banks are born digital and they are obsessed with the customer experience. They may not offer a whole bunch of different services, but the few services that they do offer, lending, FX, transfers, they do it extremely well. And banks have to compete with these uh, neo banks as well. Now, what the banks have an opportunity is to become more competitive by pulling ahead of the pack, by accelerating their own digital transformation, right? And they can do this in one of two ways. One is, of course, to modernize their own technology stacks. And the second is by partnering 
with a set of fintechs to offer new services while they're modernizing their stacks. As you know, banks are not really known for moving very quickly and changing their technology stacks, and it's not easy for them. And you know, due to good reasons, uh, regulation and a whole set of other reasons. So they also then can partner. Now, as an example uh, of this partnership, uh, we worked with a bank in India, AU Small Finance Bank. And if you think of them, they're really an emerging bank that is really growing rapidly and challenging the largest of the private and public sector banks. And we worked with them to launch a super app, which provided a whole set of banking and other services to consumers in India. And we did this by offering a set of partnerships that they work with a set of fintechs, as well as modernizing their own technology architecture. And the reception has been wonderful. The app has grown rapidly to over a million users. And in fact, we were quite uh, privileged that we won the best fintech partnership in the recent uh, IBS awards as well for the successful implementation of this project. So I think by accelerating their digital initiatives, understanding what they can modernize, who they can partner with, uh, banks have a real opportunity to differentiate themselves and become more competitive than others. Are we actually going to see the hollowing out of the institution? Because banks, traditionally, we think of them as big monolithic entities and they do everything themselves. They have their core banking system. They have a big IT department. They do the lending. They do the payments, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Are we going to go down a road where a bank is just a brand and it's a team of institutions, which one of which is the bank itself, but others are fintechs, might be other financial services institutions, and the bank is just an overarching brand at the front. And I've spoken about this to some people and even suggested to them that the bank might just be a lifestyle brand even. So I think you're absolutely right. I think uh, banks have to start thinking about their business models very differently. Uh, and, And let's just take it back to basics, right? I mean, nobody wakes up in the morning and they think about, I'm going to do banking today. Everybody wakes up and they think, hey, I'm going to go shopping. I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to take a trip or they think about in the longer term, I'm going to get married. I need to have children. I need to put them through school. I need to retire and I need to make financial provisions for these life stages. And this is where they're going to look at who are the service providers who are offering me different services at these life stages. And as all of these services go more and more digital, banks are going to have to figure out that how can they be part of all of these service offerings in a seamless manner? Uh, Let me give you an example. If you think about something like Apple Pay, all of us buy things online and we just by default use Apple Pay to pay for it. If you're using an iPhone, you don't think about Apple Pay as a financial institute. You don't think about it as a bank. You just think about it as a means to complete something that you needed. In the same way, I think what banks are going to have to do is they're going to have to figure out how do they work along with these various service providers so that they are where the consumer needs them to be as they are buying something, as they're planning for something, as they need a loan and be able to offer these services. So banks have to think of themselves in a much broader ecosystem than thinking of themselves as standalone institutions. What the benefit the bank has is that they're an institution of trust. So they should leverage that and then just become seamless part of everybody's life. And the deeper relationship that these banks are able to establish with these service providers, the deeper they will become part of the consumer's lifestyle as their default choice. 
and that will tremendously improve their competitiveness as they go forward. Andy Bagaria, Chief Executive Officer of Tagit, thank you very much.